Like, is all of this like woo woo magic real? And if so, then like we're drinking it like people have been drinking ancient remedies for forever. So this is great. Or is it like all fake science and fake news? And are we like spending too much money on something that's like, you know, elitist? It's to buy or boycott, and I'm Allison. And I'm Bridget. This week, we're talking about wellness beverages. Runners guzzling beers for recovery and stressed out millennials grabbing a CBD soda on their lunch break. Is it all fizz and no substance? As always, we're here to help you walk down the aisles with a sense of purpose and direction towards the best products. Follow us on Twitter at to buy or boycott or stay in touch at to buy or boycott at gmail.com. On this week's Twitter poll, people seemed really split on the idea of wellness beverages. 30% thought they were brilliant, 40% thought they were bogus, and 30% said, I've never heard of this. (laughs) We're definitely living in the post-LaCroix world where drinking is, where a drink is defining. I think that something that came to be defined LaCroix was how many flavors they had and like the, the diversity of colors. But I've noticed that wellness has seeped into everything we're drinking, even booze. It's so funny. When I saw the Atlantic article about running beers that I tweeted you and, you know, for our diehard to buy or boycott Twitter followers, you will have seen that exchange. I immediately rolled my eyes and tweeted at you thinking you'd say the same, like, ugh, but you were into it. And I thought it was so interesting that you were enthusiastic about, you know, a Gatorade of beers. Yeah, so beer is having this serious moment in the running community. Uh, I am currently training for my ninth marathon, so I am uh, a, a diehard member of the running community. And it seems like beer is beer is everywhere. It's at the expos for for races. It's at the finish line shoots. Um, the winner of the New York City Marathon in 2017, Shalane Flanagan, she's an ambassador for Michelob Ultra. She's been in their commercials. I think they even did a Super Bowl commercial with her. Bavarian breweries um, were actually offering Olympians sober sports beers. So these are non-alcoholic beers or very, very low alcohol content beers in the Olympic Village in 2018. And there's also local craft brewery. So local to me, it's out of Marin um, in north of San Francisco brewery that was founded by a female ultra runner called Sufferfest. And it's purely marketed at runners. The names of the beers are things like fastest known time, flyby, which is a term when you like run by someone that you know, or shakeout, which is like what you call an easy run before a race, things like that. So they're just purely targeting runners. I rarely drink. Um, I maybe have like 10 beers a year, but I will definitely be cracking open a Sufferfest beer after the Boston Marathon in like two weeks. Not really because I believe that it's like the best recovery drink, but because I think it's just this perfect way to celebrate that accomplishment. Sufferfest is completely selling identity in a bottle, and I'm honestly like happy to guzzle it up. Because there are a million of these beverages offering identity in a bottle and wellness in a can in like a range of pastel colors to match your mood. As I sit here and drink my recess, you know, I doing the research for this subject, I may have been a full convert, but wait till the end and I give you my final verdict. But, you know, like 
the ultimate in self-care is when something is personal and tailored to you. And to your point about Sufferfest and, and Recess, for me, these are beverages that are created by founders that I feel like I either know or can relate to in packaging that speaks to me aesthetically and then with a message that fills a void in my, you know, in my life. The Recess website has nonchalant lowercase letters saying we can to feeling and this rhyme, not tired, not wired. And that's the like, you know, elusive mix of CBD, ginseng, green tea extract and shisandra, which was a new one to me and is supposed to boost immunity and promote balance, which is vague, but I'm into it and yeah. <laughs> balance. So, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, okay. I like sure. being balanced. Yeah, I want a strong immune, a strong immune system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My memory is very important to me. Thank you. And actually, like, I'm drinking it right now, and I was commenting as we were gearing up for the show, like, I feel great. I'm definitely more high energy than I normally am. It's kind of cocktail hour for for me in New York. And this is like a nice way to ease into, you know, I wouldn't want to have a drink right now being mentally acute and ready to be smart on our podcast, but I feel <laughs> strangely good. <laughs> I, I really had want a crappy weekend. <laughs> like to be super honest, I shouldn't feel this good right now. But um, you know, finding the beverage that speaks to you or finding this beverage rather specifically as a challenge, it's sold out across New York City. And I now understand why. They had a 4,000 person mate list after they launched in October because this is just like a growing trend. According to Bon Appetit, the market for low to zero alcohol beverages is expected to grow by 32% between last year and 2022. So that's only four years where we're going to this is the tip of the iceberg. You know, these places are going, or these companies like Recess and Sufferfest are going to be purchased by InBev or by Coca-Cola. And we are just happening to be on the forefront of what every supermarket in America is going to have. And it's going to be a little more generic and a little less cute and, and made specifically for you. If the CBD sodas can make me feel the way that it sounds like you're feeling right now, like guarantee me an afternoon of increased productivity and a decrease in anxiety, plus like just a tasty beverage, I will give you my $5 over and over again. That sounds amazing. But for me, there's this kind of interesting difference between my views on CBD sodas and recovery beers. Like I am more than willing to spend the extra money a little bit on like a Sufferfest beer because it plays to my identity. But like, I want CBD sodas to live up to the wellness claims in order for me to purchase it. That's fair on two levels. First, I was so anti this beverage before I tried it for this podcast. And I even went back and forth about how much effort I was going to put in to seeking it out before I tried it. But then all of the reviews were so positive. Like for people who kind of spoke about their comfort level with both the, you know, woo-woo science claims behind it. And their comfortability with CBD, which is, you know, having a moment and kind of conversation in its own right. People are skeptical and it's $5 a can. That's really expensive for some sparkling water that like, you know, tastes a little herbal, 
you have to get used to the taste. It's it's definitely like a kombucha, you know, like a health beverage that as soon as you taste it, you're like, oh, this has got benefits. And that's why I drink it. <laughs> like a tonic of sorts. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a THC fan, but CB skeptical. And I really enjoy the experience, as did my boyfriend. And we both reported feeling calm despite running into a friend and then running late for dinner. Again, I mentioned I didn't have a great weekend. So the fact that like I'm feeling as good, I really am giving a lot of credit <laughs> to the drink. Um, and I had one two days in a row. And I believe with like a lot of things like this, some level of consistency in getting these kind of vague health benefits is, is what gives you the desired effects. But we also bought a can, um, for our parents because we thought that this would be an interesting test to see if people who are more kind of CBD curious, but not THC friendly, were going to enjoy the experience or feel like they had any effect. You know, is this all placebo? Do I just want to believe that there's like a drink that makes you like feel like bubbly and warm? It's like a glass of wine. I feel like I had a glass of wine, but I could go to work. I think that's such a good question. What is the science behind any of these things? I can speak a little bit to the science behind the recovery beer phenomenon. So beer makers claim that a plant-derived compound called phenols, I think I'm pronouncing that right, which is naturally found in beer, reduces inflammation and improves the immune system. I did find a study from 2011, which instructed marathon runners to drink 1.5 liters of non-alcoholic beer a day. And that study found their risk, so these runners' risk of upper respiratory in infection was reduced, and the activity of white blood cells, which is a good indicator of inflammation, was lowered by 20%. So those are like solid results. But, you know, it, there still seems to be lots of questions about whether beer is really like a better recovery drink than well-designed sports drinks. Right. It's like how much is it also placebo effect? I mean, the culture and science behind the wellness beer makes sense, you know, I did very little reading about it, but it's like there's extra salt because that's those electrolytes are better for you post recovery. So, you know, they're they're brewing with science in mind in based on true scientific study. But phenols are adaptogens, I think. And what are adaptogens? Like they are the cryptocurrency of wellness, according to this very funny Vox article about this whole trend of added, you know, added wellness items. So they're mysterious to most consumers, but they're a $4 trillion industry. They're everywhere. According to the New York Times on like the trend of adaptogens last summer, they're just substances that theoretically adapt to what your body needs and help protect against various stressors. Now, if I learned one thing in grammar school, it's that you can't define a word with the word in it, but that's like the medical definition of what, as like established by scientists in 1947, of what the definition of an adaptogen is. So like very vague and a little sketchy. They're, but they're really just the herbal remedies like ginseng and traditional plant medicines, kind of like turmeric things that we've gotten really used to talking about and really just like cooking and modern health and wellness. But again, it sounds vague and it is. Proponents question what an FDA trial can tell them that a millennia of use can't. 
But science is skeptical of adaptogens, and they're concerned about consumers self-dosing and medicating. Like, sure, it's fine if I drink one CBD soda a day, but, you know, some people drink 15 Diet Cokes a day. Like, what would happen to me if I started, you know, because they say that there's nothing harmful in it. There's no sugar. But would I cross some threshold for CBD and right. lose my mind? Um But, you know, science is also not a total boycott. There are scientists that say that some of these compounds have gone through rigorous scientific studies, kind of like ginseng for memory. Um, My dad drank it from Chinatown in this like sludgy black liquid and what, you know, it was very mentally sharp. So at least from my personal experience, I believe in ginseng. So who am I to say that like L-theanine, the extract in green tea and the berry that I don't remember don't have magical properties that, you know, cultures have been using for millennia to solve different ailments and stressors to the body, which just sounds like (laughs) fake news, but no, I'm, I'm skeptically on board. I'm weary, but I'm on board. I think it's, to me, it's like, I mean, I, I for one, like put adaptogens into my like morning smoothie. Like there's some root called like Ashwood Gondin that's like in, Ashwagandha is the first that's when you do research on this that's the one that people say like you can actually cause miscarriages if you take too much of that like that has notable both positive and negative health benefits to it right that's why like this is no joke and we're just like hey, let's put it in our beers and our sodas man let's put it I mean, this, it is a little bit of the wild, wild west, right? Basically, the whole supplement vitamin market is very unregulated. But it is such a good point that you're bringing up, which is like, it's not just that they're like, potentially either they work for you or they don't. And maybe we're playing around with like placebo effect, but actually like taking too much of them or taking them in the wrong dosage could actually have serious health consequences. You know, there's going to be a wellness beverage that like parties too hard, you know, a, a racer drink of racers vodka that decides that like <laughs> putting CBD and then somebody like runs off the course. <laughs> what was that? Um, there was like an energy beverage when that was like huge that, um, and I think it had alcohol in it that actually got taken for off Loco. of the market for Loco. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Post <laughs> LaCroix. That's like pre LaCroix. Like, and they're all on the same spectrum and timeline of beverage consumption. And like the importance of health and wellness because Red Bull, you know, Red Bull, Monster, all of those energy jinks had a spike. And those are, oh, you know, could be defined as a wellness beverage in their own right because they were all about like making people more energized and people's hearts definitely did beat faster. Um, They got revved up by it. And this is just the evolution. Like people don't want to be revved up. People want to chill out now. People are so anxious. People feel like life is just like unmanageable, that they need stimuli to help relax after a hard workout or help help chill out like at the end of a hard day. So we're just looking for answers, you know, outside of ourselves, but... Totally. So as I was thinking about this, I mean, one thing that seems like the natural evolution of this is that we're going to start to see custom wellness beverages. So 
you know, there's lots of companies right now that offer kind of at home lab tests, companies like 23andMe, there's a company called Inside Tracker, which targets athletes and does blood tests. And they'll tell you, oh, you know, to optimize your performance in the marathon, you should increase your vitamin D or your B12 or whatever. There's a company called Everlywell that looks at actually your hormone levels, they're targeting women and kind of saying like, oh, at different terms in your cycle, maybe you should increase eating this or decrease eating that to stabilize things. All very cool ideas, but you can imagine now taking a test and then a beverage company saying, perfect, we'll make you the ideal tonic to take. I I find that a little bit appealing, but I can see it's like a horoscope almost. Right. Because each specific ingredient has like 15 things that it does because moon juice is like one of the you know major brands in this movement of adaptogens and kind of ingestible wellness and health and beauty and she looks incredible like so first and foremost you were like whatever she's having i'll take six of i don't believe in allopathic medicine which are people that are way out there about these kind of natural remedies and adaptogen-based medicine, like what they call traditional Western medicine. And she's just like, I don't care what the studies say. Like, this is what works for me. And people who want to like, look like me don't care what the ingredients are. They're just like, I want the cat. I want super you, which is like one of her products that's selling out. And like most of the like rich people who buy it don't know what any of the individual ingredients do. They're just like, I want to be super me. I just want to have to drink one incredibly expensive powder every day. And that be the only thing my cells need to like prevent future disease, prevent aging, like all of these just like wild claims, but she looks amazing. So like, you know, like that's to your point, I struggle with it. And that's why at the beginning, when we first started recording, I was like, I went into this very anti because I feel like it's very trumped up. Similarly, like to the juice cleanse episode, you know, like how much of what you consume as not part of a regular part of your lifestyle is making a difference. But I also feel great after drinking the soda right now. So I'm just throwing, I'm throwing everything to the wind. (laughs) yeah I feel the same way like I'm so reluctant to buy into this from like an academic standpoint because of what you said I mean that to me being like this girl created this company and she's gorgeous so I like give me what I'll have what she's having it's that's so post kind of truth post fact post science we're just like I don't know but something's working for her I love her Instagram feed let's do it but we all buy into that a little bit. You might roll your eyes at wellness sodas, but you might also find yourself, you know, being very receptive to to this kind of influencer marketing in a different area. And if we're at the beginning of this trend and we're still able to base, you know, a little bit of our choices on identity of who we support, you know, don't buy moon juice then maybe. But if recess is speaking to me and Sufferfest is speaking to you, there is room to buy into the pseudoscience and support, you know, the the pseudo and the science that <laughs> we do. So what's your final verdict? I'm a bot. I think, you know, whether you believe in the science or it just plays to a positive part of your identity, if it makes you feel good, I say drink it up. I'm going to go out and try to find a recess and a Sufferfest beer and have a nice Sunday night. <laughs> I'll ship you a uh, recess from New York because they're impossible to find. But 
You know, I started a strong boycott thinking that it was all hype, but I am a super convert. I'm back on the buy train. Buy what makes you feel good, but always be weary of products offering you feelings or sensations and what has been added to achieve that. But right now, I think we're at the beginning of a trend and that companies are know they're going to win by genuinely making people feel good. So I'm, I'm all in. Tune in next week for a conversation about Instagram. Is that app still on your phone? Is it the number one app in your screen time? Let's talk about it. Follow us on Twitter at Boycott And email us at Boycott at gmail.com if you want to join the conversation or have a topic suggestion. Please. Bye. Or boycott. <laughs>